Justin Wirtz. Here we are. So uh, this is the Get You Some Productions podcast uh, episode, I believe 53. This is a podcast covering all things related to music production from the very first note to the very last fan and everything in between. So we'll cover it all. Anything that's sort of musically related or even vaguely musically related, we're happy to cover. Um, and our uh, special guest today is Justin Wirtz, a often a, uh, a, a, a regular guest on the show, uh, an esteemed colleague in Hi, everyone. musical adventures. Um, so first thing is, uh, this is going to be a book club episode where we are working on unlocking creativity, uh, by Michael Beinhorn. So we're going to talk about this book like we always do. And, um, actually the subtext or the subtitle on this particular, uh, book is a producer's guide to making music and art. So we've been covering this book. We're up to chapter five. And uh, Justin and I basically just sit around, go through the chapter, discuss it, talk, you know, kind of just shoot the shit about it a little bit, talk about what jumped out at us and have a little bit of a book club about it. And um, if you find this material interesting and you want to buy the book, you can do so by clicking the link uh, in the description. This um, is an affiliate link, so it will help the channel out a little bit. Um, so by all means, uh, check out the book. Uh, we, we have been loving it so far, even though we're only up to chapter four, or at least within the podcast, or chapter five at this, at this point. Um, but, you know, of course, that's why we do it. You, you can listen to the rest of the show and then kind of discover whether you think it's any good. Um, now, before... I start, I think what what I might start doing at the outset of every episode is our motto is to create music and inspire others to do, actually, I think it's create constantly and try and inspire others to do the same. So uh, what we might encourage you to do is rather than even listening to this podcast right now is to turn it off and go practice your instrument or go write a song or something and then come back to it. Um, you know, maybe you will, maybe you won't, but uh, we, we would like to inspire uh, others to do that. So, and, and Justin, do you want to plug any of your stuff up front in the show? Um, Might as well, unless you don't want to. Yeah, sure, I can. I guess in addition to my musical journeys with Keith on this podcast, um, I do have two things in the works right now. I, I have... Um, one company that makes these uh, 100% plant-based and really 100% organic uh, beard oils called Wurtz All Natural. That's Wurtz, W-E-R-T-Z, All Natural. And you can find that on WurtzAllNatural.com. Or actually, it's WurtzNatural.com, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I have another company that does uh, some more products, candles, uh, scrubs, um, all sorts of beard bombs, beard products, um, sprays, room sprays, and that's called Dirty Dude Apothecary. 
And you can find that over at uh, dirtydudeapothecary.com. Cool. And we will include uh, links, links in the description. So check it out. I use Justin's stuff. I use, actually, we burn Justin's candles in our house. And we have a handful of delicious scented candles uh, that we like to burn. Cool. So, um, yeah, so so let's just dive right in and, like, start, you know, ha- let's start, like, di- broadening our minds, you know? Mm-hmm. So did you have anything that you wanted to start off? As always, I, we're, first of all, the plan was, since this chapter is so friggin' long, um, we discussed we're only going to cover chapter chapter five pages uh 51 through really I guess 59 stop at 59 yeah yeah 59 so um, there's there's a lot in there anyway yeah well you know what i think you're a little bit fresher i mean i did sort of just skim through it i uh-huh. read this chapter i started reading it i remember i was at the beach so it was back in the summer and mm-hmm. i actually <laughs> i'm still and still getting through it um i mean this chapter is a great one it's I just like how he really, uh, it's hard to define what an artist is, but I think he did a a pretty damn good job Mm -hmm. um, with some of the questions that he asks, like really, what makes this person, what makes an artist an artist? And then he kind of goes into what, uh, what type of artist is this person, you know, Mm -hmm. because uh, everyone's got their own process. Everyone's got their own goals. Everyone's got their own visions. Um, so, you know, I thought it was uh, um, this is just a great platform, you know, a great mindset to put yourself in to kind of go through some of these questions mm. if you're going to work with someone. Or, you know, for me, I was kind of like, um, you know, I, I guess you can even ask these questions of yourself. Right. Yeah. I was about to say that, um, because the, the, just covering for people who haven't been following along, we have covered prior chapters and the point of the book is actually, it's like a guide for a producer, but, um, and so it's a guide for a producer and it's really meant a producer to read to help broaden one's mind in terms of dealing with an artist. But so, and that's what, that's the intent of the book. Um, and it gives you a lot of tools. Uh, it, it, it has a lot of tools for being a producer and working with artists on the one hand, but on the other hand, it really is great for artists also just as like a, framework for self-reflection in a way like you have to work with yourself you know and Mm -hmm. like understanding um you know just having a deeper understanding of who you are as an artist and what Mm -hmm. kind of artist you are it's it's very thoughtful thought-provoking yeah because you know when you get into this world where you're getting into making a record and you are working with it doesn't really matter if you're producing yourself or but the thing is, you're usually working with some sort of, you know, group of musicians, you know, uh, some sort of engineer. I mean, even if you're playing all the instruments and engineering yourself, 
at some point somewhere you're at least going to work probably work with someone to get it mastered or you're going to get to a point where you're going to want to kind of do a uh, like a focus group or like get some feedback on this stuff so Mm. i think i think there's a lot of important uh just important things to think about yeah and also if you are that kind of person who's like got to do everything on your own you know i i think uh there's room to develop there you know because i think the best stuff comes from the best uh or comes from any sort of collaboration it could be the oddest collaboration you know it could be totally conflicting uh (laughs) uh you know what i mean like the opposites attract almost sometimes you know right um you know i think an artist one of the best ways to grow is collaboration i shouldn't even say artist Uh, anyone or let's keep it as artist but let's not limit artist to just like a music artist because you know, I think there's an art to business. I think there's an art to um, really anything. Uh, so when you start working with other people and getting a glimpse into their uh, their insights, you know, you're going to grow from that one way or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in a way, like, you know, you, I guess the book, the book is practical for, a producer who wants to work with artists, but it really is so, and, and it's also practical in terms of um, giving an artist a framework for understanding themselves. But in uh, by the same token, we don't, no one exists in a bubble, right? You're always, almost always going to have to work with someone else anyway. Mm-hmm. So you're always relating to other people. And so this book is uh, actually in some ways, like kind of like almost like a psychology book. And it, you know, has like so many tools for relating to other people in general, in a way, um, on a more like deep, like a deeper, maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe not more spiritual, but it's definitely like is, um, expanding the, um, it's expanding like the depth with which people can relate, uh, by, by um, bringing up so many different um, like aspects of how people, you know, deal with the world and stuff. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. He, he, he's got a good system here. You know, these questions that he asks himself, and I say this all the time about all the other chapters. It, it really is a nice template. Cause you know, even, you know, I'm a, I'm a teacher full time and there are certain questions I need to ask myself, like what kind of a student is this? Like, what is the learning style like? What can the student do? What can't the student do? What is the student willing to do? What is the student not willing to do? You know, and actually a lot of these, like, is the student a good collaborator? Is the artist a good collaborator, right? Um, mm-hmm. Can the student articulate his thoughts? Can the artist articulate their thoughts? There's a lot of parallels. And I just think it's, um, you know, any, any, uh, anytime you have to deal with people, you know, like you said, everyone's different. No one lives in a bubble. Uh, you know, I think uh, you've got to have a broad picture. You've got to have a, 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 a pretty pretty open mind about this stuff. And you have to kind of have a, you need a way to um, categorize it, you know, mm-hmm. compartment compartmentalize it somehow. Yeah, you need a framework. Yeah. 
So let me, I think it's good to read some, some quotes. We can discuss them or not. Like if anything jumps out. Yeah. Did you, did you I, highlight anything? I haven't highlighted, I highlighted a bunch yet. of stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, first page of the chapter, page 51, mm-hmm. is he writes, generally speaking, being an artist is not a job. It's a calling. Mm. An artist is kind of an alchemist. He has an innate ability to convert the raw material of his emotional state into distilled expression that communicates his feelings accurately to other people through the specific medium of his choosing. I'm going to keep going. Mm -hmm. An artist may not be a virtuoso in her chosen medium, but she is the very best when she is pursuing one specific thing, her own authentic truth. She knows that by constantly seeking and, and assessing her truth, she will always be able to tap into her own unique mode of expression. So that's beautiful. Yeah. It's awesome. People always think like, what is in it? And actually, you know, I used to have this conversation with lots of people. What is art? What is an artist? And it's sort of hard to define, but you know, maybe it's, maybe it is hard to define. Maybe it's impossible to define, but I think it's definitely is possible to, um, sort of make a list of cat, um, of characteristics of artists mm-hmm. that are generally true. And I think like an artist, when, when he says an artist is not a job, it's a calling. We've talked about that on this podcast. Like we just, it's almost like we have no choice in a way, you know? Exactly. Like, you know, would you still do it? Whether you were getting paid, whether you're not getting paid. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. still doing it, and then, I don't know, I, I really like how he says they might not be the the best, but they know how to tap into their true self. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I think that says a lot because you can be, there's so many artists in the same genre or, you know, like you can give, I don't know, let's say you give a handful of, um, call them artists, well, like, well, let's think about like music artists. Um you know, I want you to, you give them all a song topic. And if they can all tap into their truths, you're going to get completely, you know, you can give them all this very similar parameters, but they're all going to give you a completely different, unique product, you know? And so, uh, 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 there's, um, so there's that. And then also I, I, even as you were reading, um, how they may not be the best, at their particular genre or their particular instrument. Um, I remember even kind of like growing up and when everyone, you know, I, I was in a high school. Well, I mean, you went to the high school too, just before I did. Um, everyone, there were a lot of like very artistic kids, a lot of music kids, a lot of theater kids, you know, and um, there were some kids I remember in the music programs that were just like all about precision and like learning everything and then there were some kids who were just like well i'm just gonna you know i love playing this type of music and i'm gonna just play this and they would be able to just and i think a lot i think when it came time to putting on the shows you know the mix of it was great but the best performances were from the people that were just doing it truly from their heart not the not from like you know showing off from their discipline you know Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, not to mention, 
I love I love that an, uh, a good artist can walk like so many different lines. You know, uh, plenty of artists that make great music. They can compose, they can perform, but then also some of them can dance. Some of them can make their own artwork for their videos or their records or, you know what I mean? And I guess this day and age, like, there are some really cool artists who just know how to market themselves on social media really well is like another uh, aspect to bring into it. You know, there's definitely an art to that. Mm. You know what? And actually, so you, it's interesting you brought that up. I I think he says, so I, I I think like the, 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 the crux of that quote is the artist is able to like draw from their unique expression. Mm -hmm. And that's like, you know, I guess that's really super important. Um, it reminds me, I'm now I'm recalling as you were chatting about that. I'm, and then there are a couple of things that you said that made me realize that um, the artist has their own unique expression, but there have been so many artists that have gone through all these different phases. So it, it brings up like this dichotomy of like uh, a jack of all trades, master of none sort of thing, mm-hmm. which, you know, is not, it may or may not even be applicable, but it, but it reminded me of the quote, the Bruce Lee quote. He, it's something like, I fear not the person who has practiced 10,000 kicks, but rather the person who's practiced one kick 10,000 times. So um, I think we should keep going because I hmm. think that there's actually some interesting stuff where in this chapter where um, it almost is like um, maybe it's opposes uh that prior quote in some ways or maybe it just expands upon it but um i thought this was good the artists this is on page 52 the artist's function isn't simply to express himself in order to fill the world with the fruits of his labor he also creates to show the rest of the world what being expressive looks and feels like and so to me it's like you know it's the artist's function is not to just like spurt out this stuff, but to be a model in a way mm-hmm. of like, of, to, of, to, it's almost like just being expressive for the sake of being expressive, because someone has to like lead the pack in expression, right? Like you have to be, it's almost like you're an artist actually would be an expert in expression, right? It's like, not that an artist is like, can play like the major scale. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not the, and an artist is not the, the main function of the artist is not like whether they, how many rhymes they know or whether they can sing a high C or, you know, whatever it is, it's mm-hmm. what being an expert in expression, which is actually almost like, it's hard and it's a little scary, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> in, in performance, if you, that's it. If you are, if your performance lacks expression, then, you know, it's not really, it's not going to infect people the same way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I remember reading that quote and just being like, hell yeah, that is so true. Like an <laughs> artist is a model. Like, an artist, and I'm talking whether they're actors or uh, I mean, really, I guess, even 
could you lump like athletes, like some professional athletes that just are like filled with talent and filled with, you know, mm-hmm. they all, they all have something there too, that they have a talent that they nurture and like, you know, like look at or that Michael Jordan documentary that came out not too long mm-hmm. ago. I mean, yeah. it's like beautiful to watch this dude play basketball. You know? Absolutely. And it is much more than, okay, well, I practice these skills. It's like, there's a way that his mind works as he, you know, there's a way that he, he, there's a feeling that he gets There's an expression that he displays. So, yeah. um, yeah. And this is, and this is, this is what keeps cultures alive and worlds going. This is why we build theaters and sports arenas and, you know, all these, these things that house, art mm-hmm. yeah so thought it was a beautiful yeah. quote totally um and actually and I'll, and I'll piggyback on that michael jordan is like one of my you know um his his accomplishments within basketball are profoundly inspiring to me like to me he's like he really elevated um the game and it's like you know, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, there is an artistry to that. So I think like, I think you're right. I think you can totally just, you know, pick out somebody from almost every discipline in life and find the person who has elevated that to a level of artistry. Yeah, totally. Um, next quote on this page is is says on page 52 which also reminded me of what you said earlier an entertainer must serve someone else but an artist ultimately serves only his truth Mm -hmm. an entertainer gives people what they think they want an artist gives people what they don't know they want but what they ultimately need i mean that's that's crazy spot on i love that one yeah I, I mean, an artist gives people what they don't know they want. An entertainer gives people what they think they want. And it's totally like, you know, these things are so hard to grasp onto. But, you know, they're, but, but, you know, like in your gut, they're true in some ways. Absolutely. But it's like, what the fuck does it even mean? <laughs> you know? I mean, I think that's spot on. You know, I really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't have like a lot of thoughts swirl around when I hear that. And like, it doesn't even matter. I mean, when anyone else who's listening hears that, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, they're I'm sure they're getting the same thing swirling around in their their mind. But I mean, that's that's some real truth right there. Totally. Um, this one, I just I don't want to go into it too much. But he says for an artist, good enough is never good. Mm-hmm. And good can never be good enough. Mm-hmm. Right. Ain't that so, the truth? <laughs> yeah. Um, so page 53, I thought of something else that was inspiring. Um, he is a believer aware that martyrdom may await him at every turn yet fearless because he trusts the beacon of his talent to light his way through the darkness. In this way, the true artist knows he is unlike other people and ultimately must walk this road alone. To me, I thought that was in a way like beautiful in that I often feel that way. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I, but I also, he says, because he trusts the beacon of his talent to light his way through the darkness. Yeah. And I feel like to me, I get a little scared of that because I don't believe in talent um, to some degree. And so it's sort of like, you know, sometimes, so for me, it's sort of like, it's almost like, you know, it's actually sort of like a line in one of my songs as I walk the edge with one eye on the darkness, you know, it's like, I just have to, you know, like in, in a way it's almost impossible to know. And so I wrote in the margin, the artist is the beacon, right? Like you're going into the darkness, not because you, you're going like, you're, you don't know what's in front of you because art is like exploratory. You don't know where you're going because it's dark there. Right. So, and trusting your talent is sort of like, he says, you're like, you, you might end up being a martyr, right? You might die and not like have gotten your comeuppance until your death or something. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but you know that this is like, you just have to trust that this is some sort of like, um, like this, this mission you're on is correct in some mm -hmm. way, but there's, but it's dark in front of you. There's no light penetrating. Yeah. So you don't, there's no way to really know. But what's really amazing about that is that it's not that your talent is the beacon. You're the beacon. There's no light there until you've gone in, right? Yeah, I agree with that. So you're not, you're not like letting some like, you know, spiritual, like who knows what, like invisible power guide you. No, you're just, you know, you're using your energy to force your way in because you're bringing the light. Now other people can see where there was darkness, right? It's like, you might get there. Like if, if we're talking about songwriting, you might get in there and you might have written a shitty song. Mm-hmm. Or not. But even if you did write a shitty song, you still like forced your way in and shown a light in there. You know, now maybe the next, like maybe you wrote a bad song and you have to try again. Maybe you just opened the door and now someone else can write a good song. Yeah. On, on piggybacking off of you, you know? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I definitely do believe in talent. I guess this could be like a, you know, you could, you could almost have a debate on what is talent really? Like, is it, I mean, most people would say, oh, it's something that you kind of already have a knack for and you nurture it. But I mean, it could just be like a will or a fire, you know, that you, that you have and, and uh, the, the vision you have for this thing could be the talent almost, you know, and you can, and you just got to work at it, I guess, too. It's uh, so, yeah. a tough one. but Well, that's just my point. It's like really hard to know. Like, I think what everyone says is talent is not like really talent. Like, I think that talent is like there are some people in the world, a very, very small percentage of them that have true um, talent for something that is like, that is expressed, you know, in a, in a way that like is not questionable. It's obvious everyone else. And that would include like most people who even become famous, you know, like as artists, um, you know, got their 
so, well, not even fam- I, w- I shouldn't have said famous, but I would say like there are tons of great, well loved, you know. Yeah, like, there are tons successful. of great. Yeah, successful on some like even successful not in terms of like being famous or anything or or even having a following, but famous in terms of having created some legitimate art at all, uh-huh. whether anyone has even discovered it. Most of those people have gotten there through some some weird blend of like luck and possibly something called talent and like everything you say, like just drive or yeah. just like a motivation or just a spark of inspiration or right place, right time, or just was feeling good that day, you know? Mm. But, but my point is that I think people can just like, you know, I think people can do it, you know, and that they don't have to have like this elusive thing that is hard to define called talent, you know? Yeah. Um, I think also to that quote, you know, getting back to where it says like, Oh, you know, you're, you're the beacon I think, yeah, an artist is, is got to trust themselves and you see this all the time. You know, I can think of a lot of documentaries and rockumentaries where, you know, nothing was working, you know, and, and like you said, sometimes it is a little bit of luck and timing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that can go a long way. Um, but I mean, I, I, I'm going to spare you the, the specific examples, uh, but you know, it happens all the time. People are like, no one gets it. No one gets it. When really it's like, well, they don't get it yet. You know, like there's plenty of bands that are uh, more famous now from 30 years ago because they're influencing some of the music that came out within the last five years, you know? So uh, case in point, yes, an artist has got to definitely trust their, their visions. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, I'm just going to make a time, uh, like I'm just going to mark the time. Mm-hmm. So we're at 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I do like to keep these to 30 minutes. I yeah. only have a few more quotes. Sure, go for it. You want to just blow through them kind of? Yeah. Because we'll I thought they fast. were kind of cool. We'll do it fast. Okay. So page 55, he yeah. writes, it's just fascinating to observe how a band can often be like a club or a mini society. Mm-hmm. So... I just thought that was funny because there's a lot of stuff in this chapter about like um, how the bands function and what kind of like, uh, you know, either functioning or non-functioning, functioning, you know, like what kind of. Um, well, I think he's coming from a producer. Yes. Perspective here. And it's like, right. I, are they going to let me into their club? Right. How am I going to, how do I infiltrate? You know, it's like, how am I going to get uh, undercover here? You know, like, cause you know, it's like, <laughs> uh, who, who God only knows. I, there's probably so many examples, but it's like, yeah, you, you get this dude, you're coming in, who knows how he got hired, how he got involved and, and he's got to make this work. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it is funny how a lot of, uh, how it is like that with bands, you know? Yep. <clears throat> I'm going to read another one. Uh, is the is also on page 55 is the artist comfortable with her own body and its function as a sensory instrument or is she afraid of it does the artist do any type of physical or body activities sports exercise yoga meditation therapy healing 
I, I, he didn't say, but I would throw in dance mm. to keep herself in touch with her body and what it tells her about her world. I just thought it was kind of fascinating that he even brought that up, you know, because it's like, seems like it's one step removed from the function like of artistry, but it's like somebody willing to dig deeper. This guy is like definitely somebody who's always willing to dig deeper. Yeah. I'm, I'm a firm believer that everyone, anyone, I don't care if you're an artist or I, I think no matter who you are, I think if you want to live a, you kind of want to be in the habit of just being comfortable with yourself in any situation. And I think, you know, whatever that takes, if it's, let's just say, you know, you don't have a, you know, let's take music out of it. You don't have an ounce of, of musicality in you, but you do a lot of public speaking. You're still going to be doing a lot of like vocalist exercises to make sure that your, uh, your voice is doing what it needs to do. Right. And I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm always a fan. I think everyone needs to have like movement. I think everyone should be dancing and singing and, you know, I'm a huge fan of yoga, like literally every single day, you know, mm-hmm. at the very least. So wow. I'm glad he makes that, you know, because if you get to work with someone, because, you know, he does get into this chapter of like, do they have problems with uh, are there issues with like substance abuse there? Like, do they take any sort of like medication? So I think you want to get uh, the people that you're working with, you want them to be uh, in touch with themselves as much as possible and i think that those things that he suggests there are absolutely invaluable you know to be comfortable and like present within yourself Mm. you know what's funny is that i actually thought of and i don't i agree for the record i agree with everything you just said and i think it's like objectively good to be you know healthful across the spectrum of like body like taking care of your body and body awareness um, on the one hand, but on the other hand, what I thought when I read this is was basically like, is the artist comfortable with her own body and its function as a sensory instrument, or is she afraid of it? And then I, when she, when I wrote, is she afraid of it? And he, he, he uses these pronouns interchangeably. He like every chapter is a different pronoun. So it's like, it could be, he could have written he, um, just as easily in this particular chapter, how yeah. in this particular <laughs> I've noticed paragraph. that. Yeah. <laughs> if this was rewritten in 2022, that would be none of that. Yeah, he, he just goes back and forth because I think he's really making an effort to be he, she, like kind yeah. of like represent he's and she's equally. So it may seem like he's like, you know, picking on women in this instance, but he's not. Um, is she afraid of her body? But then the first thing I thought of was uh, there are so many examples of great music made by people and perhaps made better by their um by their uh like you know may, potentially holding on to and crystallizing some serious issues you know that are not being dealt with you know what i mean like so i think there could be like a, an instance where and i don't you know i definitely don't endorse like any sort of you know uh like unhealthy behavior by anybody and i want everybody to be okay mhm but the first thing I thought of was like, how many, like, how many non-self-aware, you know, uh, drug-addicted, um, 
like emotional wrecks have created masterpieces. And then like the number is probably staggering, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so well, to, to even write that is sort of like saying like, well, I want everybody to be healthy despite this like massive wealth of evidence to the contrary. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, you know, he, he does, I guess he's thinking about longevity of his career Right. end their career right and i think um you know i mean i think that a lot of artists <laughs> they 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 are uh somehow more uh likely to get involved in in unhealthy behaviors i guess mm-hmm. uh, just because it's part of it you know i mean it, it it's fun to get in the, into that different mindset and you know yeah um i think it does fuel creativity you know to some point but um Mm -hmm. you know he's probably just like thinking like this is that's part of what he offers Mm -hmm. well like that's part of his service i'm going to try to get you to you know get this stuff to pour out of you in the most healthy way and consistent way so yeah i can see why he would bring it up Uh, i uh, also actually think that he goes one step further in some some respects because he does seem to be like he even writes it in, in the prior chapter that he he's like saying that it's not it's not judgmental about like assessing where these people are at mm-hmm. it's Being just aware. assessing yeah it's like assessing where they're at because you're gonna have to deal with them right right so it's not yeah so anyway and my last quote that i had let me just make sure this is the last quote that i had underlined mm-hmm. was and i had it actually it's good that it's the last one because i actually don't know what it says i'm about to read it but um i had it underlined plus i put a bunch of asterisks around it so it must have been important Cute. does the artist ever reach a point in her own process where she begins to worry overthink or otherwise switch her perception from an intuitive place to a cerebral place are there specific issues or situations that set this off <laughs> so you know you you know me and I think that this is one of my biggest issues is that um, I go um, so easily out of my intuitive and so easily into a cerebral place about things that this is probably, I mean, there's no question that he's written, he's written this to me. He's written this in a pejorative sense. Mm-hmm. So he's saying like, it's bad to go to the cerebral place. Um, so I guess that's why I had asterisks on it. Cause I, I guess it felt like, you know, he was speaking to me when he wrote that, but, um, mm-hmm. anyway, but I'm, uh, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'll say one thing to that. I had a, a professor in college and in songwriting class, he would say, I, I don't remember the exact quote, but he'd be like, uh, writing a song is something like 3% inspiration. You know, that first click when you get the idea or you stumble upon you work out those some sort of harmony and some sort of melody with some sort of lyric it's like there's or who knows it's just basically it's three percent inspiration and then like 97 percent craft but the three percent is like way is is what does it all so to speak to you yeah like maybe there is like maybe there is a point where it's like, it's good to be like, all right, think about uh, every time you read an article about the way Prince produces music and how his engineers always say how he would lay down idea after
after idea. Let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try it this way. Let's try it that way. So I think it's okay because if you have a lot of, if going to that cerebral place can fuel a ton of ideas, as long as you can flip the switch back to getting intuitive to know what is on point and what isn't, you know, then it's fine. I mean, I think, I think because you do that, you can definitely use that as a strength if you, you know, know mm. when to use it. Mm-hmm. Just you know what? Yeah, good point. So let so that yeah, that's you're totally right. It's not whether, but being aware. Oh, Keith does that thing. If if I'm your producer, is to learn how to use that thing to your strength. Mm-hmm. So because I know what you do, you'll like be like, I'm thinking maybe I should change the chords thinking maybe a different harmony here i'm thinking well you know it's like well mm-hmm. yeah i mean hell like not everyone who writes songs even knows how to substitute chords mm-hmm. you know so the fact that you it's almost like sometimes less is more but well, sometimes more is great mm-hmm. to have the options so yeah man i i um i agree so i think like i think you're right it's it's really you know it's not that being it's being intuitive is necessary when you're in the moment of it. Um, but if you're someone who goes to that cerebral p- place, you have to be aware that you're there mm. and use it as a tool, um, as a creative tool. Yes. But when you're creating the music, you always have to go back to the intuitive place. You know, I, I it has to a, feel right. I guess in a way this almost goes back to, do they feel comfortable in their body? Because, mm-hmm you know that your body feels different when you're being cerebral than it does when you're being, uh, when you're working off instinct, mm. right? Like you can definitely feel it. And, you know, it, I guess it all depends. Like, you know, I, at the end of the day, if I'm like busted or at the end of the week, I don't really like feel like oh, I, I want to put some work in. I want to put some work in on this song. I'd, really love to have i set a goal i'd love to have an album written by this time you're then you're going to be in cerebral mode most likely Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know you never know what you're going to get and i don't think that's bad you know i think i don't think putting the uh the time in is always bad as long as you can be open up enough to you know flip-flop with your ideas or between your ideas Mm -hmm. cool well guess what we did it. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> we did it. We um we got through that first basically ten pages of that chapter. Um, I think we should wrap. I actually have to go pee. Yeah, me so, too. Yeah, so let's um <laughs> let's wrap it up. So uh, thank you for listening. Thank you uh very much. Please leave a rating and review. Uh, if you find the book interesting, please click the link and buy it through our affiliate link to help the channel out. And please visit um, Justin's websites where it's natural. And what's the Dirty Dude? Uh, uh, dirty uh, Dude Apothecary. DirtyDudeApothecary.com. Mm-hmm. And we will definitely include links. So you got to check them out uh, on those two sites. And we'll come back to you with the next bit of this chapter. And thanks for listening. And thanks, Justin, for uh, going down this uh, crazy road with me. <laughs> yeah, of course, man. Yeah, man. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Later. All right. Later.